नमस्ते गाइस आई एम डॉक्टर अनुश्रुति एंड आई एम बैक विद एन एनर्जेटिक एपिसोड टुडे ऑन बोर्ड आई हैव डॉक्टर शॉन हु ग्रू अप अराउंड द फिटनेस हेल्थ एंड वेलनेस इंडस्ट्री ही वर्क्स विद पीपल एंड एथलीट हु डू नॉट वांट टू डील विद पेन एंड इंजरी एनी मोर इन लाइफ एंड आल्सो एट द सेम टाइम डू नॉट वांट टू स्टॉप देयर ट्रेनिंग सो व्हाई आर वी वेस्टिंग टाइम लेट्स जस्ट डायरेक्टली स्पीक टू हिम Hello Dr. Sean how are you I'm great thank you how are you doc I am good I am fine you know all my people in the audience are excited to hear from you about fitness because we know how much everyone is a fitness freak right now especially when it's the beginning of a new year so mm -hmm. beginning with the very first question how does Dr. Sean describes fitness as what is actually a fit person known as is it just a desirable weight a body shape or more than this so that's a great question um <clears throat> we look at somebody who has the fitness that they want to have as being somebody who has what we call physical freedom and so physical freedom means that they have the choice to do whatever they want to do or not to do it where fitness and health kind of start to diverge is a person who has physical freedom can do whatever they want a person with a lot of fitness can do those things with more proficiency they may be able to do them better faster bigger longer whatever the case might be i'll give you a simple example somebody who has physical freedom if we said do you want to go on a hike can say yes they can also say no if that person has a fairly low level of fitness they may only be able to go on that hike for 20 minutes half an hour slight incline the person with fitness with more fitness has the ability to say let's go on a hike and let's go on a really hard hike and let's go far and let's try to go fast and so for us a fit person is someone who's able to do whatever they want to do with their body dr shawn being in this industry for such a long period of time how do you feel how much has this industry evolved and what is that one thing you would like to eliminate from this industry that like that one practice that is prevailing all over the parts of the world which you feel should be eliminated at the earliest i want to well so the, the industry has evolved to be in my opinion in pursuit of excess and so what that means is people forget why they started trying to get healthier and fitter and then they just pursue getting fitter in the gym for the sake of being fitter in the gym without regard for how that influences the rest of their life and whether that improves it or not and so the thing that i would most like to eliminate at the root of it is um <clears throat> training without the consideration as to why so it's not an exercise it's not a methodology it's the mindset of i need to get stronger well stronger for what how is how is getting stronger in this exercise making it so that the thing you signed up for the gym to get is better i need to get faster faster for what so for for me the thing i would like to cut at the root is people training without consideration as to why they are doing what they are doing moving on you know people are absolutely like instagram influencers tiktokers we have seen how much they have been into 
the fitness regime like we often see them uh, lifting weights and spreading a lot of messages as well like you people who are esteemed in this profession do not show do not tell as much as they do they have the answers of the questions which even scientists do not have so what are your views on this like is this the you know scenario that people are falling for and when, and i believe you would have come across a lot of clients patients you know complaining that they followed a certain instagram influencer and they got their back hurt they got their hand or something hurt by that well it's important for people to remember that uh action follows incentive and so if we keep on as an as an audience consuming the stuff that people are putting out that is quick fix that is do this exercise this works this works get abs do this well then people are going to continue to create content that tells us that whether it's true or not because we as an audience are consuming and funding it so it's the responsibility there i believe is more on the audience than it is on the influencer because the influencer is following the trail of the money and the money is following the trail of the eyeballs and the eyeballs are the ones making the decisions. And so I think that we as an audience need to be more pragmatic about our approach to things and ask yourself, if, if somebody asked me a question about something that I'm an expert in, would I be able to give them a fast answer? Or would I have more questions that I needed to ask based on the question that they asked me before I could provide an answer, if I could ever provide an answer? And if it's clear to you that you would need to ask more questions. Then look for people who are asking questions, not people who are giving answers. Absolutely. Here, I would remind all my audience, everyone who's watching and listening this episode, that always consult a professional. A professional like Dr. Sean or any other you know, because they are the one who can provide you with authentic resources. Well, with this, Dr. Sean, I would like to introduce you to one of the best segments of my show, where we answer the questions of my followers, patients, and clients. So I have a bunch of questions ready for you. Is Dr. Sean ready to answer these questions? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. So the first questions come, question is coming from Kamakshi Shukla from Chandigarh. Okay. She says, hello, Dr. Sean. How are you? My child is 10 years old. He is into the obesity category. Should I cut on his food or send him to a gym? Also, is it safe for his health to go to a gym at this tender age? Okay. So what I heard you say was that this person says they have a 10-year-old who is struggling with obesity already. Yes. And they're wondering what they can do to help them. Yes, absolutely. So the first thing that I would say to this person, and what, what, was, her, what was her name again? Kamakshi. Kamashi, the first thing I would suggest here is... Um, to allow yourself to have more than simply two different answers to this question. The way you asked the question was, my son is 10 years old and he is already in the obesity category. Should I cut back his food or should I send him to the gym? There are other options besides those two. And I believe that those other options are actually likely to be higher value options. I think it's early for a 10 year old to be going to a gym. Um, 10 year olds, are likely to have more benefit from play than they are from joining a gym and getting into the lifestyle of now I have to think of myself as a number on the scale. And as it pertains to cutting back the child's food, um, that could make the kid run to that food as soon as they have availability when you're not around. 
creating the forbidden fruit that they always want. One of the things that, you know, I have three children, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. And one of the things that I always try to do is to overwhelm them with abundance of the things that I want them to value. And so when they get something, for example, like, can I have a cookie? Sure, you can have a cookie. You can also have an apple. You can also have a piece of chicken, whatever the case might be. So what I would suggest that you're doing in the case of a 10-year-old is evaluate the reasons why they're choosing the foods that they're choosing, evaluate the reasons why they're choosing to be uh, less active perhaps than their peers and try to create more opportunities for them to have more options of healthier foods in front of them and play without eliminating anything else. You know, when, when I'll give you one last little thing here. When we make dinner for our kids in the house, they have their dessert, their food and all of their dinner on the plate at the same time. Our, our interest is not to make them finish their dinner before they can have their dessert because then dessert becomes the thing on the podium. Everything is there at the same time. They can have whatever they want. And now the dessert becomes less important. And a good uh, Instagram account for you to follow for help with that would be kids.eat.in.color. That's a great Instagram account for helping your kids eat healthier foods. Okay, so moving on, the next question. First of all, I hope Kamakshi, your answer question is answered. Next, we have Rakesh Kumar from Bihar. He is asking, "I want to be an athlete. What should I begin with as to start this journey? Also, will a good diet work for me, or should I move to heavy exercises?" So, if you want to be an athlete, where should you start? Um, it's why you want to be an athlete and what kind of an athlete you want to be. And then I would, as quickly as possible, look for a mentor who is already doing what it is that you want to do and or who has already helped people do what you want to do and then take their advice, not mine. Because the kind of athlete that you want to be is going to be specific. The reason you want to be that kind of athlete is going to be specific. And I don't have the details of the specifics to be able to give you a clear answer. The general answer I can give you is that diet is always going to play a role in your ability to be successful at anything physical or even anything mental. And so finding the right diet is going to depend on the nature of the sport you want to play. Find a person who has very good awareness around what that takes and follow their lead. Absolutely. Next, we have Minakshi from Lucknow. She says, hello, Dr. Sean. Greetings from India. I go for morning walk daily. I do not want to lose any weight, but just want to stay active. Will this morning walk help me out or should I include anything else in my health regime as well? Harvard Medical actually did a study that found if you will go for a 21-minute walk every day, 21 minutes, it reduces all-cause mortality by 30%, which means going for a 21-minute walk every day could be the most valuable thing that you do. Depending on what you want to be able to do beyond simply living a longer life, um, you may want to add other exercises into your program. You, you certainly will want to add strength training if you want to be resilient into your older years so that as we experience some muscle wasting and some neurological decay, uh, we have a capacity to fall back on. How much of that you should do is going to be specific to you. So my my general recommendation here is 
going for the walk every day is great. Uh, I recommend everybody do some strength training at least two to three days a week. Okay, great. The last question is coming from Mr. Rahul Sharma. He says, how do I measure my progress, Dr. Sean? I am working out for the past one year, but I do not know what is the right way to measure my progress. Please help me out. It depends on why you started working out. So, so there's a lot of ways to measure your progress. You could do everything. I'll give you the two extremes and then we'll talk about some of the stuff in the middle. You could take a photo every day and email it to yourself. And at the end of the year, you can look at 365 photos in a row and see if your body has changed. It's very difficult to see that in real time. But if you're taking a photo every day at the same time and sending it to yourself and then reviewing it at the end of the year, you'll see if your body has changed, if you have aesthetic goals. If you're looking to lose weight, you could certainly be stepping onto a scale. You could be taking body composition measurements. Uh, you want to be careful becoming a slave to the scale, a slave to the calipers, but that's something that you could also do. What I like to ask clients of ours to do is to evaluate elements of their life that they're getting access to that they previously didn't have. So for example, are you now doing, are you now putting, pushing publish on your YouTube video where before you had some body consciousness issues that you didn't want to do? Are you now happy to speak in front of an audience? Are you now just reaching into your closet and grabbing whatever clothes you have because they all look good on you in your opinion? Those are the kinds of things that I like to ask our clients to do because it removes the obsession over what I look, what I weigh, what my body composition is, and it allows them to actually step into why they started exercising. Absolutely. Well, bingo, Dr. Sean, you have answered all the questions. And now moving on to my questions. So what would be Dr. Sean's biggest piece of advice to all the professionals out there? Like how should they, you know, have, or how should they actually begin with their practice with the clients? Like any one biggest advice you feel that every professional fitness professional should keep in mind before training a client. You need to know that you have a process that is going to help that client achieve what they're asking you for before you take any of their money. And so oftentimes people are worried about getting the next client, getting paid, making more money. And that's the fastest way to make money in the short term and to have to change careers in the long term because it ruins your reputation. You burn out. You don't enjoy the work that you're doing. I still turn away just as many people as we sign up at Active Life. And the reason for that is because we're not the perfect fit for everybody. So we've built a network of people who we make referrals to on a regular basis. And those people very comfortably refer back to us because they know that we're never going to tell someone who should work with them that they should work with us. So identify who it is that you believe you are extremely likely to be able to help without changing your process and only sign those people up. Well, in my audience, you know, I understand that there are a lot of people who are insecure about the way they look, the way they have their body shape or how much they weigh. So all these insecurities, you know, eventually make their confidence to come down. As a fitness professional, I know your aim, you would have got a lot of clients who aim to lose weight, to desire to have a certain uh, body shape. What would be your message to all such people listening and watching to you right now over various platforms? The first thing is I would ask them to, to evaluate who told them that 
a different body is more attractive. And then to decide, is, is that a person whose opinion I care to, to spend my life in search of validating? Uh, and oftentimes I think you'll find, oh, no, actually, it's not. I have no interest in validating that opinion. I think that the more energy you spend working towards somebody else's goal for you, the harder it is to achieve that goal. And so you need to know really why you're in pursuit of something beyond what other people tell you you should be in pursuit of. I really believe, you know, this would be the biggest beautiful advice they would have got because actually even I uh, sense or feel that rather listening to anyone else look into the mirror and see what you want to be look like. Well, with this, we have come to an end of the episode. I believe you would have enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Dr. Sean, from taking out time from your schedule to speak to us, my audience and me. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did listening to you. I very much enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me on, Dr. Anish Rudy. Thank you so much. Well, with this, this is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. Also, as for today's theme, love yourself, love your body, love your human body that you've got and take care of it. We'll meet in the next episode. Till then, take care. Goodbye.